people, can you guess that I'm doing that for some reason? It's because it's Halloween coming up and we're doing a special Halloween show. And by special, I mean I'm going to tell you what the best movies are to scare the bejesus out of you. You know, you all have your favorites. I know that. But this is my little special gift to you as to what you can watch on Netflix or stream or just do anything with because you may have forgotten some of them and some of them will be brand new. So I'm going to start with the most popular genre of horror movies right now because they're zombies. Come on, zombies are everywhere. The Walking Dead has come back for season seven. And we have to say, what are our favorite zombie movies and what and why are we so obsessed with them? I just don't get it. Anyway, I know that my favorite of this that started it all to me is Night of the Living Dead. That's George Romero. It's black and white. And I remember that opening scene in the cemetery where that old man comes over and says to, it's always a blonde that's in trouble. And he said, so scary. It always gets me. And George Romero, who did that, followed that up with Dawn of the Dead, which I still think is a scream. I laugh at it as well as be scared of it. It's the scene in Dawn of the Dead that I love the most is when the zombies all go into a mall and go up and down the escalators and start feeling all the clothes that are cheap for them to buy. There's just something so wonderful about commercialism in that. And then because I hate remakes, I've got to say that Zack Schneider, of all people, you know, people are trying to basically stone him to death for Batman v Superman, but he remade the George Romero Dawn of the Dead and did a great job of it. But I'm saying the top zombie movie of the 21st century is a movie called 28 Days Later. Danny Boyle, who did Slumdog Millionaire and won an Oscar, directed this. These basically were the zombies that moved like this. Boom, boom, boom. They were fabulous. They knew how to move. This movie still gets me. It's one of the scariest ever to me. So there's my zombie thing. Vampires. There's a movie that you don't know about that I want you to watch. It's directed by Catherine Bigelow. Yes, that Catherine Bigelow, who won an Oscar for The Hurt Locker. First woman to win an Oscar for directing. Before that, she made a movie called Near Dark, which is kind of a Western version of a vampire movie. It sneaks up on you and it just knocks you down. And then, because I'm trying to bring the whole aura of horror into the 21st century, there's a great movie called Let the Right One In, where it's a little girl who's a vampire. She's lived for hundreds of years. And she meets this little boy and they're friendly, but can you trust her? You cannot. So, look. I've given you vampires. I've given you zombies. What else do we have that are there? We have ghosts. We have ghost people. Ghosts always be poltergeist. Poltergeist with that little girl looking under her bed <laughs> and finding things there. Toby Hooper, who directed that movie uh, with the help of Steven Spielberg, has just made that ghost come out of the TV screen. Still gets me. And then, who can forget The Sixth Sense? where little Haley Joel Osment kept running around saying, I see dead people. And the truth is, he did. And that movie with Bruce Willis, I think that was his last really great performance, can still give you the chills. Then, of course, there's The Ring, which Naomi Watts was in when it was the American version. But all of you Japanese horror fans know that the best one is called Ringu. Oh, my God. You know, there's this 
I don't want to say anything because if you're going to watch it, you've already seen Naomi Watts do it. Watch the Japanese version of it. And then for the new world, we have a bunch of Conjuring movies now, Conjuring 1 and 2, which are actually quite good if you want to see a haunted house movie. Amityville Horror never liked it, never will like it, but The Conjuring gets what we need to get. What else do we have? We have demonic figures. Nightmare on Elm Street gives us Freddy Krueger. You should all have this argument at home. Which one of these demonic figures is the scariest? Freddy Krueger always got me because he had those like slicey Edward Scissorhands kind of things going and haunted your dreams. But then there are all those Halloween movies with Michael Myers in it. I always thought that was weird because Michael Myers, Mike Myers, what a, you know, it was a strange name. But he had that mask and it was, oh. And then we have a bunch of Friday the 13th movies, which has Jason Voorhees. The only one worth watching is the first one where Betsy Palmer plays the mother of Jason Voorhees. And that last scene between mother and son, I won't even say how grotesque it is, but I've never seen a movie be more of the opposite of mother-son love in my entire life. It's too great. So then there's a movie, and a lot of people, including my recent guest here on Popcorn, Norman Reedus, who's on Walking Dead, I said, Norman, what scares you? He said, the only thing that really gets me is the omen. The omen. Remember Gregory Beck, Lee Remick, and that little Damien, that little weirdo, strange Damien. The thing to know about all of these movies is it's only the first one <laughs> in all of these that really work. If you're going to watch Halloween 97, the return of whoever it is, you're crazy. You want to be scared, stick with the originals. Before I get to the classic in horror, I want to deal with a couple of scary movies you've never heard of. You just don't know that they exist. There's one called Frailty. It's with Bill Paxton. And he basically is telling his sons that demons are roaming the earth and that he, they have to grow up and learn to kill them. The man is crazier than, you know, anything I've ever seen in a movie. Matthew McConaughey is in it. I say it to people, they say, what are you talking about? I never heard of a movie called Frailty. Then there's a movie called Black Christmas, which is my favorite of all sorority house horror films. This is too great. Margot Kidder is the head of the sorority house, and there's somebody on the phone always calling her and saying, Billy, Billy, like that. And she says to her friend, this call must be for you. So there's laughs in it, but it's also really scary. And then there's a movie called Don't Look Now, which is with Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie. It's set in Venice. And there's a tiny little woman, I think she's a woman, running around Venice in a red raincoat, it's just thinking about that scares me. And then, if you want to test your endurance, you notice I'm not mentioning anything about torture porn, because hostile movies, movies called Saw, one, two, three, four, anything, they don't do it for me. They're just too gross. They're too gross for me. But the one I'm mentioning is called Martyrs. And except to say that this is a dare to you, if you can actually sit through all of Martyrs and not need some kind of bucket to throw up in, you get an award from me, you know. Just find me somehow and tell me you watched it all. But if you really want to test yourself, that's the one to do it. Okay, so now I'm just going to the classics. I'm going to say what are really the best horror movies of all time that will still work and they'll still get you. 
You know, in 1999, there was a movie at Sundance. I saw it before the hype. It was called The Blair Witch Project. And at the time, I went and said, look at this. These, these are two young people making a movie with no money in the middle of the woods and being able to scare the hell out of you. The problem with that is that it's been ripped off, remade so many times that you probably forgot that it scared you. There's like movies like Paranormal uh, Activity, one, two, three, four. They don't get me at all, but the first Blair Witch did, so I make that number 10. Number nine, I'm gonna give it to Alien, because anybody that's ever seen Alien knows Sigourney Weaver has faced a lot on that ship, but nothing like that exploding stomach scene with that little creature <laughs> coming out. It just, it just gets me. And then I wanna say the thing, not the first one, not the one that was made in 1950, but the John Carpenter version of the thing it has this atmosphere that seeps in and just makes you go, ah, I can't watch this anymore. Number seven, I'm picking Silence of the Lambs. There's no actual grotesque monster or demon, just serial killer. And since that serial killer is played by the Oscar-winning Anthony Hopkins and his name is Hannibal Lecter, he still gets me. Uh, every time, just go watch that and you'll do it. Number six, Carrie. Carrie was Brian De Palma adapting Stephen King and doing a hell of a job with that. I don't want to give away the end of that movie, but there's a scene, just one little moment that happens at the end where I still go, huh, even though I know it's coming. Number five, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby, Mia Farrell when she could act. Oh my God, this was so great that she would come in and that a devil was going to possess her and she was going to give birth to the son of the devil. Still works, still works. Number four, an expert, Alfred Hitchcock in Psycho. We see that constantly. We've always look at that shower scene. The shower scene isn't half of it. There's just so much in that, including that house on the hill when Janet Lee drives up. Amazing piece of work. Number three, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know it's gross, I know it's all that, and everybody keeps trying to remake that movie and get the same effect, they can't. You know, you just never wanna be left on a deserted road. You never wanna be picked up by these people. You never wanna see a chainsaw again because it's just terrifying. Number two, The Shining. Here, great director, Stanley Kubrick. It's funny because I've got two Stephen King things, Carrie and The Shining, but they just work. Just watching Jack Nicholson in The Shining wandering around that maze, chasing that poor little boy. Oh, God, that's what terror is. And number one, number one is The Exorcist. The Exorcist, because maybe I constantly feel this myself. There are days where I feel possessed and luckily guests on Popcorn uh, haven't seen me on that day yet, but The Exorcist gets me in every way, not just because of the Reagan character's head spitting around and the way she's threatening her mother, but the way it talks and takes the voices of other people and says, your mother's in here with us, Timmy. Oh God, scary, scary, scary. So look, that's it. If you've got things that you think will scare me that I've never mentioned and I don't believe you, you can find me and, and just dot com me and find me and tell me what they are. And if you're watching some of these movies that you've never seen, let me know too because we want to keep updating this list. So I say goodbye. 
I say happy Halloween and happy scares. And it's now lights out. Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.